your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I am here taking you guys on a solo episode. My name is Josh Hyman. And I will be talking about the Blues' first loss of the regular season to the Colorado Avalanche, as well as the upcoming matchup between the St. Louis Blues and Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow night, as well as getting into a little bit of Jordan Bennington's antics and my thoughts on that. Um, But first things first, I want to say welcome to everybody in the stream. JTAP, missed you too. We haven't been on the YouTube in a couple of days. Um, It's been a busy week for the both of us, but... um, <clears throat> it, we're back live on YouTube, and I'm excited about that. I know Tommy's busy, but um, should be back doing the live streams pretty consistently. So first things first, the Blues did take a loss against the Colorado Avalanche. 4-3 uh, to three was the final score. First loss of the regular season for the St. Louis Blues, right in time for Halloween, because uh, that was kind of a scary game. Um, Blues fan reacts said in chat, uh, I've been told I overreacted at the Blues' loss. The fact is, if Kemper had a normal performance, this game is 5-0 abs. I think that's a decent point. Um, I definitely think the offense for the Blues looked a little stagnant at times. I don't know if they necessarily looked like they were going to get shut out, but um, I-, I do agree that the game wasn't quite as close as the score said um, with all the penalties that the Blues gave the Avalanche, or p- power plays, I should say. Um, they definitely could have made the game a lot, uh, m- a lot more uh, scary than it was in terms of the score. Uh, but just getting into it... Um, First period, the Blues actually took an early lead off of a Colton Pareko slap shot. Probably, I think it was Darren Pang that said, probably the slowest a puck has crossed the line on a Colton Pareko goal ever. Um, low shot on the ice, hard, crept to the goaltender's legs, um, and trickled over the line. Quick one, nothing goal. And honestly, the Blues, even though they looked a little bit shaky, I was pretty confident um, early on watching that Pareko goal. I thought that that was one of those things where, you know, the bounces are going your way. Um, and it's how you, it's what you got to do to get a win in a game like that. But as the game obviously went on, not the case uh, with JT Comfort getting a getting a tipping goal a little bit later. I think that was like right after their disallowed goal or something like that. So uh, Abs pretty much put the momentum on from there on out, getting power plays left and right. Um, and Comfort got a couple goals there. Um, I think that second one is when Bennington lost his stick. And I think that really just epitomized the struggles of the Blues defense. Bennington was just left out to dry uh, on that goal. And, and is, I think he played a pretty strong game overall, even though he gave up four goals. And I think the defense um, kind of let him down a little bit. And there's a stat I'm going to bring up a little bit later, but basically indicates that Jordan Bennington is is facing the most action um that more than any other goalie in the NHL in terms of shots against, but I kind of want to get into that a little bit later. I want to focus on the, just the Colorado game itself. Um, and then who but Nazim Kadri to get the third goal for the Colorado avalanche, getting inside um, Bennington's head, the blues head. You can, you know, you can say what you want, um, but he, he's under, he's in the head of blues players. And we see it with the two fights and two games. Uh, we see it with the Jordan Bennington incident. Um, you could say that it's good for the team, and I think it is. I think it's good to have a rivalry 
Um, and I'm fully aboard the, the screw Nazem Kadri train. I, I think he's a really dirty player. I think he is a hothead at times and really goes out and tries to hurt people. Um, and I think that that's why the Blues sort of have this vendetta against him. We saw it when Shen fought him early in the season, and then we shot, saw it last night when Falk fought him. And like I said, we saw it with the Binnington incident. But I'm saving that for segment two because I think that that's a bigger topic, um, not just to to gloss over in 30 seconds. But um, fact of the matter is Nazem Kadri is in the head of Blues players. And it's really fun when we're beating up on the Avalanche and he's, you know, looking like an idiot out there getting burned for goals. But Every once in a while, it's gonna, it's gonna trigger him, and it's gonna, it's gonna make him instead of you know instead of making him see red and and make a suspendable play like he has so many times in the past. Sometimes he's gonna fuel that anger and, and know that he's in the head of the other teams, and it's gonna lead to him playing a little bit better. I think we saw that um, last night. I think Nazem Kadri, unfortunately, had a really strong game for the Colorado Avalanche, and that goal was. Uh, evident of that. He came down the wing and just fired a puck past Jordan Binnings and made it look easy. Um, and that's sort of the sacrifice you make when you play that style, when you try to get under opponent's skin. Sometimes it'll, it won't work in your favor and it'll just make them all that much, all that better and makes it sting all that much harder when a guy like Nazem Kadri scores on you. Um, Braden Shen got to go back off of a beautiful pass from Jordan Cairo later on uh, to give, give me a little bit of hope. At that point, you know, making it three to two. I'm looking at the game on my phone. That's why I keep looking this way. Um, making it three to two. Um, at that point, the Blues were definitely playing, or the score was definitely rep- better representative, or made the Blues look better than they were playing, I should say. Um, because at that point, I think they had given the Avs like five power plays um, and just really hadn't looked that good. Bennington played out of his mind when the Blues were shorthanded, um, even though they gave up a couple goals. On the power play, they still look really, really strong. Um, Blues Henry says Falk has been insanely good, and I agree. I, I, he was he's our best penalty killer, and having him in the box for I think like two or three of those penalties was killer. Um, and the Blues were still able to kill off a couple of them against what was a struggling Avalanche power play, but still um, definitely some positives that you could take out of that game, uh, but more so negatives. And the one fact that I wanted to get into, I'm going to bring it up now and then transition it into the next segment before I get into the Jordan Binnington incident, because it all ties together. And if that is the statistic that Jordan Binnington is facing the most shots on goal uh, out of every single goalie in the NHL, I don't know the exact statistic. I think it's like 36 point something. Um, Elias Sorokin for the New York Islanders um, is a little bit behind him. But yeah, Jordan Binnington is number one, and that is very concerning. Uh, on one hand, because it lets you know that the defense isn't doing their job. They're letting the opponents get a lot of shots. But it also is a little bit relieving when you think about, wow, we've been sort of the worst defense when it comes to shot suppression. And Jordan Bennington is still playing as well as he is. And this team is still playing as well as they are. So after the break, I'm going to be getting into that, what it means for the team, whether or not I'm concerned about that stat in the long run. Um, and then Jordan Bennington as a whole and how I think his uh, mental state in terms of swinging sticks around affects his play so don't go anywhere but first i want to tell you guys about our friends over at built bar did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors there is something for everyone when you talk to a built bar fan they're definitely passionate about their faves if you don't know the built bar flavors well then you're definitely missing out you've got coconut cherry barcia raspberry mint brownie 
double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so many other limited time flavors that drop at random times. So you got to go to built.com and check those out. But if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get yourself a mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And the best part about Built Bars, the reason why I love them so much is not only do they taste well, they're healthy, so you can feel good while eating them. You don't have to worry that you're like snacking on a candy bar because each bar you're getting 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. So go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15. You'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. And when I return, I'm going to be talking about Jordan Bennington, the defense, uh, sort of letting him down so far. And, uh, well, the elephant in the room, him swinging his stick at Nazem Kadri. So don't go anywhere. All right, so a little bit before the break, if you're listening uh, back home or if you're watching on YouTube, you just heard me say it. But um, the St. Louis Blues, or Jordan Binnington, I guess, has been facing the most shots out of any single goalie in the NHL. Um, and yet they're still 5-1. and one. So on one hand, it is concerning because I've, we've been saying it um, since the regular season started, if you've listened to any single episode of this podcast, and we've been saying something negative guarantee you it's about the defense we've i've been gushing about the offense i've been talking about how how much fun it is to watch this team score goals um move the puck around but just as fun as it is to watch the blues play well on offense it is becoming increasingly frustrated to watch them struggle on defense and also just struggle with easy plays like taking five penalties against the colorado avalanche um so uh, overall um the fact of the matter is you can point out how the Blues have played. You can try to nitpick this. You can try to nitpick that. They are 5-1. and one. They got off to the best start in franchise history. They're currently missing Ryan O'Reilly, who you could argue is their best player, as well as Brendan Saad, another really important player. And as MKX says in the chat, the Blues did not play well. Definitely their worst performance of the season. Had a ton of penalties. Did not have two of their top forwards, like I said, and still only lost by one goal. So my outlook, um, and this isn't to say that I think that the defensive problems are fine. My outlook is... If you had told me um, a couple weeks ago when the season was starting that the team would be 5-1 and one and the biggest problem would be defense, I would be, okay, I thought the biggest problem would be defense, but 5-1, and one, that is outstanding. And I think that's true. I think in hindsight, we knew the defense was going to be a challenge for the Blues this season. Um, but personally, I expected it to be a bigger challenge. I expected the team to be kind of struggling out of the gate because of the defense. And the offense has saved them. And that's what a good hockey team does. There's not going to be an 82-game stretch where every single aspect of a team is firing on all cylinders. There's going to be stretches where the defense is hot. There's going to be hot stretches where the offense is hot. There's going to be stretches where both of them are cold, etc. You know, you, you get the point. Um, so the fact of the matter is, I think we expected the defense to come out cold because they're a little bit just undermanned in terms of the the names you would expect to see on an NHL defense. They don't really have a true number one defenseman. Um, Colton Prego has done really well. Justin Falk has done really well, but those are sort of one B two, you know, second defenseman guys. And that's okay because it really hasn't been too big of an issue yet. But the fact of the matter is Jordan Bennington is facing the most shots in the NHL out of every single goaltender. And if that trend continues and the offense, you know, doesn't maintain their six goal a game pace because that's not possible, then this team is going to struggle. That being said, uh, the offense has been very generous and allowed the Blues to sort of have a bit of a trial period with the defense and say, we're going to score a crap ton of goals. That way, if and when the defense struggles, we're still going to have seven goals, so it's not going to matter. 
Um, that luck runs out. And I think that luck ran out against the Colorado Avalanche last night. Um, uh, that obviously the power plays uh, were a huge part of it as well. But there are going to be nights like that. There are going to be nights when you're not scoring five, six, seven goals. And if the defense played better, the Blues could have won that game because the Colorado Avalanche did everything they could to lose that game. Uh, their goaltending was weak. Uh, Blues probably shouldn't have scored three goals as easily as they did. Um, but that being said, the Blues had a chance to win that game. So you could look at it from both sides. Obviously, you're going to play the Colorado Avalanche when they're playing even better than they played last night. Um, but as Tommy said on Twitter, we beat, we beat up on them early in the season when they were missing McKinnon and Landeskog. They beat it up on us when we were missing O'Reilly and Sad. So we still don't really know what this team is capable of. Yes, the defense was struggling last night, but were we missing our best defensive forward and maybe our third best defensive forward? Yes. So there's a lot of different angles you could look at it. It's so early in the season that I don't want nit- to start nitpicking the defense just yet uh, because, again, the team is 5-1. and one. So I, I think that there's a, a trial period that is going to happen. I think it's still happening with this defense. I think that Berube and Armstrong want to know what they're getting out of guys like Scandella um, and Perunovic as well in the AHL before they really shore up this defense, before they know what they're going after at the trade deadline. So um, as of right now, obviously the defense is a concern. It has been. Um, but until a trade happens, which you know isn't just going to come out of nowhere, the Blues got to work with what they've got. Um, and MKEG says in chat, still don't know why a big body demon like Mikola has not played a game yet. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's why I think it's sort of a trial period. I think the defense we're looking at now isn't going to be what the defense looks like in, hopefully, knock on wood, the Blues' first playoff game in, you know, however long from now that is. Um, I think Scott Brunovich is going to make the lineup at some point, and I also wouldn't be surprised to see Mikola make the lineup at some point. But right now, I think with the defense sort of being as up in the air as it is. Bruby and Armstrong would rather go with veterans that they don't have to worry about, you know, making big mistakes. Even though um, Bortuzzo wasn't anything flashy, you can at least rely on him. You know what you're getting out of him versus a guy like Perunovic and Nikola. If they're not NHL ready, then you could really be exposed on defense. Um, so I think that the approach is sort of just a, a, a coalition of defense, like six guys that can go out there and do their job rather than a, for one defenseman and a third pairing defenseman. So, I, I, yeah, and like JTAP says in the chat, I don't see any big big deadline acquisition happening. I don't either, um, unless it's someone like that makes sense for the long term of this team. Arm, Armstrong has not been the type of guy that has gone after rentals. Um, and like I said, the Blues are 5-1 and one right now, and as poor as the defense has played, I think a lot of that is just due to scheme, and I think that the defense is capable of playing better. Um, obviously, if I w- wanted to peg this team as a Stanley Cup contender, they would have... Uh, Alex Petrangelo type on the blue line to really shore up that defense. But the fact of the matter is they don't have it right now. I don't think it's as oppressing of a concern as a lot of people think it is um, because this team is still having success. And when O'Reilly comes back, that really shores up the defense as well. When Sunquist comes back, that's going to help the defense as well. Um, so it, it's, it's a work in progress, um, but it, it's not something that I think is completely worrisome. I don't think this team's going to bottom out all of a sudden and lose 10 in a row and miss the playoffs or anything like that. But, hey, maybe I'll look silly. Maybe that will be the case. But um, there is one more hot topic I need to get to, and I think I'm probably going to run the ad break a little bit early. That way we can have plenty of time to talk about it, and that is Jordan Bennington and his antics. And I don't know my thoughts on this, but my theory is – Whenever he's heated like that and whenever he's kind of, um, I'll call it goofing around, even though it's not goofing around. When he's fake punching people, you know, 
Um, I think it affects his play, and I'm still not I'm still not sure whether I think it makes him play better or worse. I think it makes him play different. Um, so I'm gonna be getting into that. Uh, but first, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball and hockey season, plus more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot. For all your basketball and football action this season, head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC rights to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And when I get back, I'm going to be talking about Jordan Bennington and swinging his stick around at Nazem Kadri and my thoughts on him as a player overall and how his temper plays into that. So don't go anywhere. All right. So the elephant in the room, the thing that uh, I've been getting plenty of texts about from not even my non-hockey friend fans, uh, just people seeing it, making its round on Twitter. Jordan Bennington comes out. Nazem Kadri says something dumb because that's what Nazem Kadri does. And Jordan Bennington, I'll admit it, takes it a little too far and swings his really big goalie stick. You know, not a regular hockey stick. A goalie stick that can that would have really done some damage if it connected um, at Nazem Kadri. Obviously, in a vacuum, Jordan Bennington swinging his stick at Nazem Kadri is hilarious. And yes, it's I, I think that's great. I, I think it was funny. But as... A responsible human being you can't be doing that i think the concept of it in in concept it's great um i i love that the blues are playing into this whole nazim kadri rivalry thing i love that bennington plays with the passion that he does uh, but every once in a while i think it's misdirected from jordan bennington i think he brings it out when the team is struggling sometimes rather than when he's playing well. I think he gets frustrated and tries to rally up the team by swinging his stick at Nazem Kadri. Um, and I think there's a time and a place. I think when he, you know, is jawing at guys when the Blues are tied or when the Blues are winning or when he's getting all emotional saying, the, do I look nervous? I think that stuff is great. But there have also been incidents when the Blues have been losing, when he has thrown a fake punch or swung a stick at a player, when it's really just like, okay, that's great, but unless we come back and win, you kind of look like a dummy. Um, so I, I'm, I'm torn on the issue. I think it's good for him. I think he thrives on that emotion. Um, I think he, he said it himself. I think he can channel it a little bit better. Um, and swinging the stick is a perfect example of that. I think it's great that he was drawing back and forth with Nazem Kadri. I think that's good to keep him in the game. But as soon as he swings his stick, I think Nazem Kadri has won um, in terms of the mental battle. You know, now if Jordan Bennington pitches a shutout the rest of the game and the Blues win, then Jordan Bennington gets the last laugh. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, the Avalanche go out and continue to win, and you, you can't really, you can't really talk crap like that and then lose because then it's just next time it doesn't hold as much weight so i think jordan binnington's batting about 75 25 in terms of his antics being great and enjoyable but then every once in a while like jtap says i i don't remember what team it was against but he got pulled he got yanked and he was talking crap and throwing fake punches it's the same sort of thing it's it's like 
you want people to take notice of that and that's great, but they're just making, you know, on, on not just on like Twitter, but I'm sure his opponents too. They're just going to make fun of you. If you go off and you throw a fake punch and then because you're getting pulled, that doesn't make you look necessarily like a, like, a, like a tough guy. It makes you look like a sore loser. Um, I don't think Jordan Bennington is a sore loser. I think he's just incredibly passionate and uh, sometimes lets it show. I think majority of the time that doesn't get picked up by national media, it's, it's, enjoyable and it helps um the whole you know do you look nervous thing i am convinced carried jordan binnington like his, his momentum both the playoffs he played like a different goaltender um since then and i think that it's it's good goaltending is an incredibly mental position so if that's what it need it takes for jordan binnington to stay on top of his game is to be a little bit of a be, kind of get under his opponent's skin that's great i i think it's entertaining but every once in a while um, I think it crosses a line and he gets a little bit tipped off his, a little bit tipped off his game. Um, and it shows, uh, so in the future, I'm not saying, I hope Jordan Bennington doesn't pull that stuff. I hope he fake punches people. I hope he, you know, antagonizes Nazem Kadri, but I hope he does it after he's sort of backed it up. I hope the blues are up like for nothing when he pulls that, or it's after a game. So I, I overall, I love Jordan Bennington's personality. I think, We've been talking about it all off season is how we want to see more personality in the NHL. Um, and I said it before, it, it's not malicious. I don't think what he's doing. I don't think he's going out with the intent to injure. I think he's trying to be a personality. Sometimes it gets a little misdirected in the heat of the game. Um, and that is definitely something that he should take responsibility for and something that he did take responsibility for if you read his quotes. Um, so I think that in the future, we're going to see a little bit more of a calculated Jordan Bennington, but it's exciting. And now it's frustrating. Absolutely. Um, but in however many months from now, when it's a big game, you know, playoff positions on the line and Jordan Bennington makes a huge save and gets all animated and, and hyped up, it's going to be a different conversation. It's be, Oh, thank God. Jordan Bennington's so animated and emotional. It's exciting. So it's what you get. It's, it's the price of admission with Jordan Bennington. Every once in a while, he and blues fans are going to be the butt, butt of a joke because he swung a stick at Nazem Kadri and still lost the game. But then the flip side of that is he'll go into a post-game interview and say, quote, do I look nervous? And then win a Stanley Cup. So I'll take it. Um, it's it's uh, the, I think my last point on it is I think it's the, the Brad Marchand effect um, in the sense that anyone that will criticize Jordan Bennington um, would love to have them on their team, would love to have their goalie playing as well as Jordan Bennington does and also, you know, entertaining like that. Um, you know, and, but at the same time, I've seen plenty of Bruins fans that have been willing to criticize Brad Marchand all, all well admitting it's still great to have a guy like that on our team. So um, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting case having a goalie with a big of a personality as Jordan Bennington, because he kind of has so he, he, he commands so much attention that like when the blues are struggling, when the blues give up a lot of goals, of course, everyone's looking right at him because the puck's in the back of his net. So it's not like a it's not like a, a third or a fourth line guy that's out there, twelve, thirteen minutes a night. You know, being a being a goon, it's the goalie who's out there every second of every minute, um, and you know, constantly talking to other players and stuff. So I think that if the Blues and Jordan Bennington are able to channel it and he's able to take that momentum and take that confidence and play. Well, I love it. I'm all for it. But if we continue to see him sort of get a little emotional, get angry, get himself 10-minute misconducts, and probably at that rate eventually get a uh, 
spoken to by Department of Player Safety if he continues to um, make decisions like swinging his stick around. Um, that could be an issue. But um, I know people. I know that there's a take out there that is that it needs to stop, and that's the only reason I'm addressing it personally. I think it's great. I think last night was a mistake. I think he should not have swung his stick. Um, it was dangerous. I was. I had a different take on Twitter, but truthfully, um, I, I think in in concept it's great. I'm I'm glad that Jordan Bennington is emotional like that. I'm glad that he gets himself on Twitter and people talking about hockey uh, because that's better than no one talking about hockey. Uh, but again, I think he can go about it a little bit more uh, a little bit more classily by you know backing his backing his antics up with his play. Um, but that being said, Blues have a matchup against the Chicago Blackhawks tomorrow night. Um, and MKX says, do I think a suspension comes from that incident? I don't think a suspension comes from that incident, but I think that if Department of Player Safety weren't aware who Jordan Bennington was before, they are now. Um, and if he were to have another misstep where he, you know, maybe he uh, sucker punches, but I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to get into hypotheticals because he could do anything, but I think that if he has another misstep, it's a lot more likely that the league would take a look at it because I think that this is an incident that was very, very borderline. And if it were a guy like Brad Marchand or Tom Wilson, the league would be given, would be talking to them. Um, and yeah, no, he definitely was never intending to hit him as JTAP says in chat, but still, you know, it, Nazem Kadri accidentally skates forward, gets hit, whatever. You can make all the hypothetical arguments. It's definitely something that can't happen again. Um, I, I do think that if, if he were to uh, sort of take it one step further in, in the future, he'd probably be hearing from the league. But um, that being said, I don't think he does. Um, and before I wrap this one up, sort of previewing tomorrow's matchup against the Chicago Blackhawks, I think Jordan Bennington is going to come out and play really, really well. I think that he knows that everyone's talking about him right now. I think that he also knows that he got punked a little bit. I think that he knows he didn't really come out with the victory as much as it was as much as he got into Nazem Kadri's head with that, I think that he's frustrated with the loss um, overall. And like I've been saying all episode, I think he rides that. I think he uses that to build his confidence. And if that is the case, not only is he going to come out calm and collected against the Blackhawks, but he is going to pitch. Yeah, I'll say it. He's going to pitch a shutout against the Chicago Blackhawks. That is my prediction. Lockdown player of the game, Jordan Bennington. Um, he he likes these games. He likes uh, these big like uh lights are brightest type games and who better to show out against than the Chicago Blackhawks one of the the rivalries that got me into watching the St. Louis Blues so um that being said I think that's all the time I have here today uh and for this week so thank you guys so much for listening I uh, hope you guys all have a good weekend enjoy your halloween uh, let me know in the comments what you guys are dressing up as. I want to see some some fun costumes. But thank you guys so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube and then hit that notification bell so you could be like JTAP, MCAG, Blues Fan Reacts, and everybody else that joins and chats live. Uh, it makes my day. It makes Tommy's day when he's doing this as well. It's so much fun. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at LockedOnBlues. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Follow Tommy at TWelcher15. Thank you so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.